Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline as we continue on, Jim Rice, historian from PackerCentury.com, now joining us. Jim, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Bill. Good afternoon. How are you? Good. I am doing well. Um, through all of the things that you have covered and all of the things that you have discussed, uh, this is true. This is when you talk about history. This is historic because this is a very strange time in which we are living. Is there anything in your mind that you could even equate when it comes to Packers history to what it is we are going through right now? Oh, boy. Uh, two things would jump out real quick, Bill. First of all, uh, not a direct comparison, but you know way back in the beginning with the Packers, they actually got kicked out of the league, so almost didn't have a season back in 22. Uh, but other than that, I would say the uh, strike seasons, you know, kind of would be somewhat close to uh, what we're going through, the uncertainty, uh, the different sides, kind of especially of late just uh, talking about exactly what's going to be done if this happens and the protocols. So uh, I, I think that's the closest I could come just thinking off the top of my head with you. So tell me a little bit about the, the website and such, because you basically, your, your project details all 100 years of Packers and games and history behind the team and acquisitions and players. And there's, it, it, it's, how did you get started in this first and foremost? Well, uh, back in 2010, I'm a retired teacher, school superintendent. Back in 2010, the Packers uh, win the Super Bowl. A couple of those players, Ryan Grant, uh, Charlie Pepra, and the receiver coach, Jimmy Robinson, had been former uh, New York Giants. I'm an old New York guy who came out here to college and never went back. Uh, so I kind of was intrigued by that a little. Had a lot of time on my hands after retiring uh, and started looking into other New York connections, of course, Lombardi. And then I went back to, to Cal Hubbard and Clark Hinkle and a lot of different connections with New York before those players actually signed on board with the Packers. 
so then uh, that kind of got me going into the, the history. Being an old history teacher, it didn't take much, but that got me going into delving into it. And then a couple of books followed, and then finally deciding uh, that I'm going to write about every game. I think I'm actually the only person ever to do that. Uh, I'm not 100% certain of that. You could check that out for me, Bill. But uh, from every game from 1921, you know, even into the town days before that, uh, and so that's what I've done, 1,448 games. Uh, but more importantly, since since those uh, games are out there, there's you know, nothing shocking that I found out about the games necessarily, but the stories from fans. And along with those 1,400 games, there's over 800 stories from fans, sports writers, players, about the connection between uh, the Packers and the community, uh, the region, and then, of course, you know, eventually the, uh, the state of Wisconsin. So I think that's what maybe separates it a little, but the games are priceless. You go from the largest market in sports to the smallest market in professional sports. <laughs> um, and, and I know that uh, going back to 1961 in that NFL championship game and you watch the Packers knock off the Giants, that had an impact on you. But um, – Talk because you talk about the fans in New York. It's either Jets or Giants. In this region, it's Packers. I mean, people live it, eat it, breathe it, sleep it. You name it. So, talk about the the difference growing up and seeing the Giants in that franchise versus what you are kind of hooked on now. Well, I think uh, the first thing that comes to mind would be uh, the loyalty that's displayed by the Packer fans. Uh, in New York, while the fans are certainly very lo lo uh, loyal and uh, enthusiastic about whatever team they're rooting for, uh, you can bounce back a little. You know, if your team isn't winning, hey, go Jets. You know, uh, in Green Bay, uh, you don't flock to another team. Uh, you stick with them. Uh, there's a sense of family that, you know, my dad went here and sat in this same seat and my grandchild and all of that kind of stuff, uh, where you, you, you don't find that quite as prevalent everywhere else. So I would say that would, would be the biggest thing, that uh, it's more than just a game in Green Bay. Uh, by the way, we're sitting here uh, talking with, uh, with Jim Rice, historian of PackerCentury.com. Uh, do you still have people in New York that say, how can you be a Packers fan? Oh, they understand it completely, Bill, uh, especially uh, uh, the age group that I grew up in. You know, I was uh, born in 53, I'm 66. Uh, we, uh, we were kind of, uh, very similar to what I just mentioned about going back and forth to the Giants and Jets. Hey, when the Packers beat the snot out of us twice in New York, you know, suddenly it was like, Hey, Lombardi's from New York. Hey, you know, there, there are boys too. So there's a lot of love for the Packers, uh, in my generation. Uh, and so, uh, the New York connections in that way are also intriguing because, uh, New Yorkers have a wonderful way of claiming everything their own, and this certainly fits right in there. Historians, specifically teachers, I've found over the years, whenever I've, I've, I've discussed anything with them, they always find something that either we didn't know or something that they found fascinating that maybe wasn't as fascinating to us, but when you bring it to light, you kind of go, whoa, wait a minute, that's actually pretty cool. What did you find that as you went through the archives uh, regarding the Green Bay Packers? What did you find that you thought – this is something not a lot of people talk about that you found really enticing. Well, uh, the first thing would be that they actually got kicked out of the league for a short time back in the very beginning of the, of the franchise. But beyond that, I, I would say two things, Bill. Um, the Packers 
while certainly uh, currently, you know, we've we've loved uh, Brett Favre and uh, Aaron Rodgers and, of course, Bart Starr, the Packers have been the perennial passing team in the NFL since its start. You know, Curley picking up the importance of the pass from Newt Rockney back in Notre Dame. And, you know, right on through where they had the first 1,000-yard passer in, in the NFL history, Arnie Herber, and then Cecil Isbell cracked the 2,000-yard uh, mark. So I think that's what, you know, uh, not shocked me, but kind of was a surprise because when you grow up in the Lombardi time following this great team, you know, it was three yards in a cloud of dust. And Lombardi's kind of a, just a blip on the radar screen in, in, in a way that, you know, the Packers have been throwing the ball since the beginning and uh, it drives us crazy sometimes when they throw it too much, but that's in the DNA there. And I, and I guess secondly would be the support that the, uh, the team received all through its history uh, from the big cities, from New York and Chicago particularly. Uh, in 1939, the great Mara family of the New York Giants uh, got clobbered by the Packers. And when he was, you know, uh, teased about losing to that small little team out in Wisconsin, you know, he said right away there was no team he'd rather lose to. And Hallis, you know, was a great supporter of the Packers uh, in many different ways that people may not know about. And so I think those would be the big ones. Um, when you mentioned, I want to go back to something you said about this team being a passing team, and I have said this very often, that I think the one quarterback in this franchise that is completely unheralded and underrated is Lynn Dickey. Do you agree? Sure. Yeah, Dickey uh, with that uh, 19, I believe it was 19, what, 83, the passing, uh, the passing record for right. the Packers. Absolutely. He was hurt uh, a couple of times uh, and out for great lengths of time. Uh, not a great supporting cast initially, uh, so he would have to be right up there, along with Tobin Rowe. You know, he would be the other guy that comes into mind that people maybe didn't appreciate because they weren't winning all the time, uh, yet he led the team in passing and rush, rushing a couple of times and won an NFL title with Detroit, as you know, after they uh, traded him. So, uh, yeah, Dickey and Rowe would be the, the big candidates there. Um, when you talk about the, the different upper management of this team, I, I give Bob Harlan so much credit going all the way back to the late 80s for what he understood and said, look, I want to be the president, but I need to get out of the way and find football people to do football things. Uh, there has been so much. You mentioned George Hallis, who loaned money to the Packers to make sure that they were able to stay in the league and to keep the rivalry, yes. But I don't think if it, was, it wasn't for Bob Harlan and some of the moves that he made, we may not even see a team in Green Bay. Do you agree? Absolutely. Uh, I was asked to put together recently uh, a list of 20 of the most important people uh, in Packer history, not just the great players. And after Curley, it's definitely Bob Harlan. Uh, I'm a little bit prejudiced. Uh, I'm a Marquette boy myself. Mm -hmm. uh, I've followed him along the way. And, you know, he worked his way up, got to know that organization and, and certainly saved the franchise. And that drought between Lombardi and Harlan, if you will, uh, was the big one. You know, uh, it wasn't too bad from 44 to 61, you know, until Lombardi arrived. But that 28-year lapse between, you know, Lombardi and Holmgren, boy, that was really something. And uh, Mr. Harlan is the man. So there's numerous books that are out. So for people that want to find out more information about this and about some of the things that you've had a chance to discover, what is it, just PackerCentury.com, correct? Correct. PackerCentury.com. You can uh, see the four books, the uh, reviews of the books. They're also on Amazon. 
Uh, the Packers Century Project, which is the 1,448 games and the stories, is not a book, Bill. We thought it would just be a little bit too much, uh, and so we went with a digital download. So uh, somebody that's interested can purchase that there, download it uh, right to their device, and, and keep it for as long as they want. Uh, it's going to be updated every year. Uh, and so that one's a little different. But the other books are available there and at Amazon. So real quick before I let you go, Jim, I, I know on the website there's also a link there if people want you to come and speak. Uh, and I find it fascinating because I, I know when I go out and do different things, there's a lot of different questions regarding the Packers. What are some of the more unique things that people want to find out when it comes, about, when, when it comes to this franchise? Are they going to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> That that seems to be, you know, just how are they going to do and how uh, are they going to be one of these historic teams or is it just going to be another uh, uh, run of the mill season? I, I think the Packer fans, uh, while they're much more loyal than New York fans, uh, we've gotten a little spoiled, kind of like Yankee fans. You know, we expect to win every year. And when we don't, you know, it's not so successful yet. Many things, of course, uh, did go well. But like last year is a perfect example. You know, we didn't make the Super Bowl. If somebody had asked you in September, you would have said, I'll take that any minute going to the NFC final game, you know. Uh, but, mm -hmm. yeah, we kind of look for uh, every year to win, and I'm certainly on board with that. But, you know, you have to take a deep breath at times and realize uh, the incredible streak the franchise is on now as far as winning. Jim, always a pleasure to chat. I thank you so much. They can go to PackerCentury.com and see for themselves. But uh, best of luck to you, man, and we'll talk down the road, okay? Thanks, Bill. Have a good one. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. That is Jim Rice from PackerCentury.com. That's PackerCentury.com. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to SchneiderJobs.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.